Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. Today, we are joined by a very special guest by the name of Ryan Lohman. He is over there at the Duke Nation, and he covers the Duke Blue Devils basketball program and, and drops a, a lot of good content, and, and uh, we're really excited to have him today. How are you doing today, Ryan? Good, Blake. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me. It's, it's an exciting week. It's been a few years since we've been able to, to get this excited about about a Duke basketball team, uh, especially going to the Final Four, so I'm happy to be here chatting about it and can't wait for the game. Man, I heard that uh, I am going to be there Monday night. Uh, can't make the trip Saturday, but I am driving from Mobile, Alabama to New Orleans uh, Monday during the day, and, and I'm going to the national championship game, man, so I'm excited about that. Man, we as we, we do a show uh, over on Crazy Twitter Live, and we were trying to figure out a way to, to get it down there, man, but with flights where we're all around the country here and hotels and the tickets and everything uh it kind of started to add up a little bit too much man so i'm jealous i hope i hope to god you're you're watching duke on monday night that's for sure i think i will be man but uh ryan man the first thing i want to ask you is you know i'm here in alabama and and we deal with the iron bowl and that crazy rivalry you know i just want to ask you man what is this Duke UNC rivalry really about for the people who uh, who don't live up there and don't really get to experience on a on a day to day basis or or haven't even been to a game for real? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of nailed it by in your question a little bit there by asking about what it's like up in in that area because it really isn't just the the Durham Chapel Hill area. Like I, I'm from Minnesota, the guy most of the Duke fans that I know and talk to aren't even from North Carolina, so like mm-hmm. this is a a national stage, a national thing. And I'm not saying the Auburn, uh, Alabama isn't, but yeah. um, that's what makes it in college basketball so big is that, and global really is, is there's fans all over, there's alumni all over, um, and, and that's what makes it so big in the fact that they're playing in the Final Four for the first time in the NCAA tournament, Coach K's last season, and then on top of that, after what Carolina did to Duke on Coach K's uh, mm. court in his last game in Cameron, like, Mistakes. I, I can't think of a, a bigger game in college basketball history. Just with the stakes around it. Maybe if it was like a Sweet Sixteen game and it was mm-hmm. Duke Carolina's first time, but just like with everything surrounding Coach K, uh, being his last season, and then the coaching staff uh, kerfuffle at the end of the UNC Duke game where the coaches weren't shaking hands and stuff. There's yeah. just, there's so many headlines leading into this set on top of the fact that it's their first time 
play each other in a tournament that makes this just so so insane. So, so Ryan, man, you kind of led me right into my next question: is which game has more hype around it? Was it that one at Cameron Indoor, or is it this one Saturday coming up, the Final Four, with everything on the line, man? If I'm being honest, I, so far this week, it's felt like the Coach K final home game had more hype around it, mm-hmm. um, at least from a Duke fan's perspective. And I think there's a, a few different factors on it. And I think one that not many people are talking about is the fact that that was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And ESPN is obviously the world worldwide leader in sports where most people or a lot of people, um, for better or for worse, get their content from. And so when you're mm-hmm. watching sports throughout the week, all you're seeing on ESPN or you're watching college basketball is all you're seeing is the promo leading up to that. And I've been watching sports all week, and you hardly you, you don't see any promos for it. Um, the, the media and the Coach K uh, circus isn't in town, and there's no former players in town hovering mm-hmm. over these guys at practice. So from a national standpoint, um, I think the hype around it hasn't been as big from a coverage standpoint. But mm-hmm. um, as far as pressure and, and the magnitude of the event goes, I, I think it, it blows it away, especially with the result of that of that first game or that second game of the of the season against them. So uh, I, I, right now I'm choosing that that Coach K final game, but we'll see. If there's still a few days left. That could, that could definitely change. Yeah, man. Ryan, man, you know, one thing I, I, I want to talk about is is this Bancaro kid. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, just so talented. And I watched him during the regular season, man, and he played lights out. But could you talk about his performance in this tournament? It's like he has flipped a switch, man. Uh, it, it, I mean, he's he has taken this team on his back. Yeah, you know, outside of the – really outside of the Carolina game at, at, at Cameron, he, he played okay then too. But mm-hmm. he's really shown this year that he steps up in, in big moments, especially earlier in the year when we played Kentucky and, and Gonzaga. Um, he kind of had his coming out party there. And now that we're in the tournament, everybody's kind of like, all right, here's your time to come in and prove why you should be the number one overall pick. And mm-hmm. as of right now, there's a lot of scouts and, and highly respected people in the in the industry that are saying he's kind of playing his way into that, especially with Holmgren getting knocked out by Arkansas mm-hmm. um, a little bit earlier than most expected. I, I said it before the tournament where this is where a lot of guys can improve their draft stock. And I think uh, Bancaro as well as a couple other guys in the Duke squad um, – and Griffin, Williams, and Moore have all improved their draft draft stock uh, tremendously. The fact that he's been so consistent and he stepped it up on the defensive end uh, mainly has been a huge reason why Duke is where they're at. Man, that's good stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm a huge Auburn fan, Ryan, and and I feel like I feel like Jabari Smith kind of played his way out of that number one overall draft pick. I know a lot of Auburn fans disagree with me, but. He just didn't show up against Miami, and he struggled that night. And the ACC just took it to the SEC, man. I mean, uh, all the all the 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 hate that the SEC took, they really showed out in the tournament, man. And uh, and I mean, it's hard to go against them and say that they're not the best basketball conference. I mean, who do you, who do you feel like that is? Yeah, I mean, now you had we had three out of the eight in the elite eight. I, yeah. I mean, Here's the thing: from 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 top to bottom, the, the bottom, the mid to the bottom part of the ACC was was really bad. It was probably one of the worst in, in the Power Five. But I think mm-hmm. what got overlooked throughout the season was, um, at least when the the latter end of the ACC play came, was was the, t- the upper half of of the conference. So like Wake Forest ended up getting snubbed, although they were like a twenty five win team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you had teams like Miami who started off really strong and kind of tapered through the middle of the season and then kind of bounced back. 
Uh, and then you had Virginia Tech winning the the conference tournament. So I, it's I, I completely agree with the ACC being a little bit underrated. I joke on Twitter all the time because I, I have analytical friends who follow my account, so I kind of tweet at them. Uh, jokingly saying that the ACC was the best conference in the country, but from top to bottom, they, they definitely weren't, especially in that yeah. the lower section. And the Big Ten, I always feel is a little bit overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think right now, two out of the four Final Four teams uh, is not bad for a conference that was deemed to be one of the worst all season. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, just just showed out for real. Uh, just in my SEC conference, man, we uh, I, we hit a brick wall, man. I just I don't know what happened, but. Uh, Man, you know, getting to this Duke and UNC matchup, what does Duke have to do Saturday to get a victory, Ryan? My, in my opinion, the biggest thing is defending the three ball. Duke mm. had struggled doing that later in their last two weeks of the season when they dropped two games, uh, the UNC game and the Virginia Tech game. And then also, even in the ACC tournament, they couldn't defend the three at all. It mm-hmm. was, they were one of the worst teams in, in the country doing that. Uh and then in the NCAA tournament, they haven't had to play a very good three-point shooting team. Arkansas doesn't shoot the ball very well. Texas mm-hmm. Tech doesn't. Michigan State does okay. And Cal State Fullerton, and obviously that was the first-round matchup, and, and they weren't a great team overall in general. But um, when UNC took it to Duke um, in that in that game at Cameron, they did two things really well. They, they did the high ball screen really well, and Duke couldn't defend. And then they hit a lot of three-pointers. R.J. Davis and Caleb Love kind of caught fire. And if Duke allows them to do that again, it, it could – end up being ugly for Duke, but um, with a full week of practice, with that game under their belt, with the media not surrounding them at every move on campus, um, I think I think it's something that they can, that they can fix before Saturday. Mm, man, love that answer, Ron. Hey, one thing I want to ask you real quick is mm-hmm. who is the one player besides Van Carroll on this Duke roster that has to show up Saturday in order for Duke to win this game? You're only going to let me choose one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you can choose as many as you want, man. <laughs> um, I, I, I do think the the continue continuing his great play has to be Mark Williams. Mm. Um, he's going to be he's going to get the the assignment of, of Armando Baycott mm. on UNC, who can go off for 25 and, and 20 on any given night. <laughs> he's a, he's an animal down low, and if Mark can can keep him contained and defend that high ball screen a little bit better this time around, I think he's going to be the key at least in this game. Um, but then you also look at a guy like AJ Griffin, who is a projected lottery pick, maybe even top five pick as well, who you need to have um, come out, not come out of his shell, but he hasn't had a, a blow up game in the tournament yet, like a lot of people have predicted. So if he could come out and score fifteen to twenty points, I think that would be that would be huge for this team, especially shooting the three ball, um, which would spread the floor out, give Bank Hair and Williams a little bit more room in the post and uh, to, to go to work. But I'm, I'm going to go with Mark Williams. He has to have a big game. Mm. Man, Ryan, who in the other matchup with Kansas and Villanova? I know more with the Achilles and Villanova being going to be shorthanded. Who do you like in that matchup Saturday? Yeah, it sucks, man. I, in this game, this is what scares me, and I'll get into that in a second, is mm-hmm. whoever wins between Duke and North Carolina, there's going to be a lot of emotional stuff going on with that game. And yep. It's going to be a damn shame if whoever wins that game comes out flat on Monday just because of, of the high they, they come out with. Because Villanova and, and Kansas are two really good teams that aren't mm-hmm. getting talked about enough because of the, the rivalry in the other matchup. But um, without Justin Moore, I, I, it's tough to see uh, a scenario where where Villanova comes out on top, but 
Dexter, a veteran-led team. You got Colin Gillespie, mm-hmm. Jay Wright, obviously. You have Samuels down low. They're, they're still a really good team. Um, I, I still, I, it's going to be tough to stop Kansas when when I was watching them in their Elite Eight game against Miami. Miami was hanging tough, but the huge runs that Kansas can go on with Abaji and, and Brown and, and McCormick, and they have a plethora of talent on that side. I just, it's going to be tough for them to to keep up for for Villanova. Villanova to keep up with with Kansas on the scoring front. Yeah, man. You know, I, I mentioned it in one of my previous episodes. I was talking about more going down, and I just feel like they're not going to be able to score the basketball enough uh, against Kansas, and they lost their guy. And you know, Gillespie he even said it in the post game press conference the other night. He said, you know, without him, we're not even in in this situation. And and I just my pick, man, is Duke in Kansas Monday night. I think it's going to be. Uh, absolute fireworks but could you give me your pick and 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 does duke move on do they beat unc and could you give me a score prediction yeah man i i got duke taking this one 82 to probably around like 70 72 i think it's a close game until kind of what duke's been doing okay. um all tournament where they just pull away late they make big shots late and they've been hitting their free throws so i think it's a close game it's a shootout all the way till the last like six or seven minutes of the game and then and then Duke's just sheer talent takes over, and I'm I'm going Duke 81, UNC 70. I agree. I think I think they go on to take on Kansas in the final, and that game that would be crazy, and it would be very fitting for Coach K to go out um, if he were to be able to complete this uh, Final Four and championship run with with beating Kansas, who he beat in his first ever uh, NCAA championship. Wow, wow, man, yeah, and 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 I mean Bill Self uh, just. I mean, a, a Hall of Fame coach and, and, and Duke cutting down the nets, man, that would be so special. Uh, but And, Ryan, one thing I do want to ask you, man, before I let you out of here, um, is is I know Coach K moves on after this year. You guys, y'all have a coach in waiting, is that correct? Yeah, man, we got uh, associate head coach John Shire in waiting right now. Mm-hmm. So the uh, as soon as as soon as that buzzer goes off on hopefully Monday night, the transition begins and we're in a brand-new era. Uh, with Coach K, with Coach K retiring, but Coach Coach K, he don't Tom Brady us, does he? <laughs> no, I. You know, some people made the jokes about that, but if that were to happen, I think uh, Twitter would explode. He he has enough critics as is. I don't think he could he could ever pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, Ryan, man, hey, one thing I want you to. Um, to tell my listeners, man, is is how long have you been doing this and creating content and and following Duke and 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 uh, drop a Twitter handle for my followers so they can go follow you, man. Yeah, for sure, I appreciate that. No, I've uh, I've been watching Duke since I was really young. My grandma was a big Coach K fan, so mm. I mean, you can everybody always asks, "Where's your degree?" And it's like, well, going to Duke is tough enough. So <laughs> uh, I did not go to Duke. I've just been a lifelong Duke basketball fan. I've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, running this Twitter account for the last, I think it's nine, almost ten years now. Uh, I turned just a super uh, off the cuff thing I did, create an account on Twitter just to be a, a fan page, and I was one of the first ones to do it, and mm. it's kind of blown up a little bit more than I ever expected. So the Twitter account is at the Duke Nation, and uh, myself and another one of uh, <clears throat> the popular Duke Twitter accounts run a crazy Twitter live. Uh, live show. It's a post game show after most games, um, and that's kind of blown up the last yeah. uh, few months as well. So it's been a fun time. I appreciate y'all if you checked it out. Um, 
And yeah, man, it's been fun. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, Ryan. Um, hey, if they cut the nets down Monday, uh, Monday night, man, I'd love to get you back on here and and talk a little bit more about it. What do you feel about that? Hey, man, I, I'll make all the appearances I can and, and spout off about Duke's championship run uh, if they can if they can complete it. So I'm definitely in. That's awesome, Ryan. Man, I really appreciate you coming on once again, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Awesome. Take care, Blake. Appreciate uh, you. All right, Ryan. Wow, everybody. Another heat piece episode right there. Ryan coming on and breaking it down, everything about UNC and Duke, the the rivalry, and just uh, Coach K's final final, uh, curtain call and the fairy tale ending that it it looks like is is happening right before our eyes. So, man, I can't wait for Monday night. Going to be down in New Orleans, like I've said multiple times. Uh, hopefully it's Duke and Kansas like I predicted. I, I really want to see that matchup with Coach K and Bill Self. And, and, you know, I've picked Duke to cut the nets down in this Final Four prediction. And um, and I'm, I'm just excited, man. I, I love the Final Four. You know, my birthday's in March, and I got these tickets. And, and I'm just – I'm super excited. And, and I'm with Ryan, man. I, I just – I, I I see it playing out before our eyes, and, and I like Duke to cut the nets down. So, once again, you know, I want to thank Belly Up Sports uh, for for letting letting our podcast come on, and and we uh, we are so thankful for that. And Ryan, man, I really appreciate you coming on and and giving us your content and and letting my listeners know about your Twitter page and all you're doing with your content. And hey, guys, I appreciate y'all joining me. And until the next one, I'll catch y'all later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.